In 2011, after long negotiations, the Natural History Museum in London agreed to repatriate 138 ancestral remains to the Torres Strait Islands. The remains had been in the possession of the museum since the late 19th century, and this was the largest single return to Australia to date. I met up with Ned David and Seriaco Stephen, representatives of the indigenous Torres Strait Islanders, when they were in London to discuss with the museum whether and how the remains could be accessed for future study on their return. Ned David began by explaining how this came about. Back in 2000, the government of the United Kingdom, led by Tony Blair and John Howard, the Prime Minister of Australia, basically signed an in-principle agreement that, I think, um, allowed for repatriation of human remains from the United Kingdom back to Australia. On hearing that uh, this particular arrangement has basically created an opportunity for our communities or our people to um, seek to have the remains of our forebears returned, that um, allowed for... A few things to happen. One, of course, is that um, we spoke to um, all 17 communities in the Torres Strait to get their opinion, which in more ways than one simply um, was, I guess, an opportunity for people to say that we would like the remains of our ancestors that were taken some time ago, a number of ways and a number of circumstances, to be returned home. We came over to England in September, um, October of uh, 2010, to speak to representatives from a number of institutions uh, that included the National History Museum. Siri, I wonder if you could tell us why this is such an important issue for you. Uh, thank you. Um, um, this issue has a cultural uh, significance uh, to our community in the Torres Strait. And as Ned have said, that we have the mandate and the consent by community elders and the entire community to bring back our ancestral remains to our community. And the significance of that is that we have that affinity with those ancestors that were taken over 100 years ago. We have spiritual connection to them. We have cultural connection to them. So what would you say to the people who have argued that these remains have scientific value in terms of the study of the evolution of humanity, of the study of different cultures and so on, that they've been looked at within a museum, and we're talking about quite a large distance of time between the deaths of the individuals and the present day, so that some people have argued they're of more value to humanity as biological remains that can be studied scientifically than as symbolic objects or as objects of spiritual significance. This is about values. This is about the principles of our community and our people, our connections to our ancestors. Um, it's extremely important that um, our ancestors are laid to rest in the appropriate manner that befits their position in our society or in our community. And as has been stated um, in every single group that we've consulted, that whilst the remains of our forebears kept under lock and key are so far away from home, their spirits will continue to wander lost in another land. Now, that's not in any way suggests that um, we, as a race of people ourselves, don't close the door on what um, the benefits that can be derived from what science can do. And in, in this regard, we're quite keen to hold discussions um, or have discussions with the scientific community. But at the end of the day, um, whatever decision is reached, we'll need, first and foremost, 
to respect um, the values of what I think um, makes us a distinct race of people. And presumably you know a lot about the likely intentions of the people whose body parts we're talking about, so that it's inconceivable that they would have wanted their bones to have ended up in a box in a museum. I think that's probably something that, or a question of that, would apply to any community, that uh, you wouldn't want um, you know, a relative of yours being held elsewhere uh, against the wishes of the family or the people. Actually, my father and uh, grandfather both left their bodies to medical science, so there are different traditions. I mean, their bodies have presumably been dissected and used by medical students or in some other way. So there are different cultural views um, and different individuals choose differently. Um, but presumably it would be a complete lack of respect in, in your tradition to treat bones as merely material objects and not, of, not attached to the person that they were once part of. Oh, look, that's exactly right. And the process presumably involves negotiation probably compromise as well. Are there aspects in which you feel you've had to compromise? I think at this point in time, we're trying to reconcile amongst ourselves about um, our own obligations as leaders at this point in time in our community. And um, it's walking a very fine line. Our cultural obligations, both as Torres Strait Islanders uh, and as, as leaders of our time, and it is, it's, it's a the Torres Strait is an extremely emotive society, I, I, I think. I mean, there is no middle ground. We laugh the loudest at jokes. When we mourn, everybody knows we're in mourning. And you get on the wrong side and we'll do you harm. I think that's how I try and describe us at times. There is no middle ground. And this is, I guess, the crossroads for us because we know the expectations on us from our own people is exactly as you say. There is no other argument. There is no other cause. We're here to take our people back home and lay them to rest. It's as clear as that. But it isn't. How we traverse that next stage is probably one of the most difficult things that we're going to have to do. So sometimes I think we're really fortunate that we can travel here and wander around and look at the sites. And other times I think um, we're burdened with this massive responsibility of going back and explaining to our own people that um, there is another way. We don't know exactly what that is just yet, but I think we should consider it. It's tough. Do you see this as Europeans making amends for wrongdoing in the past, or is it more practical than that, that there is something which they've now, by whatever means, got possession of and they could return them so they ought to or is there some sort of symbolic act that they're performing by returning these bones that they're saying we were culpable we're guilty of something i think it's an absolute paradox myself i mean there are a number of remains were part of i guess where the clergy has played a role some hundred odd years ago when christianity i guess arrived in the torres strait and uh, a hundred years later, we, um, we see a submission that is based on um, 
values that are 100% driven by Christianity to basically state a case to bring back the very same remains that were taken 100 years ago. Now, the Islander race, the Torres Strait Society, are 100% Christians. I noticed that in the reporting, there are no illustrations, no photographs of the remains in question. I was intrigued by that because that's almost the opposite of what you'd expect with a museum, which is all about displaying or making available to researchers the objects which are in their collection. So was that something that you've particularly argued for, that these objects shouldn't be represented? There's a couple of reasons for that. Um, There are a number of um, the remains that um, are of special significance um, as part of some of our practices and traditions. Whilst in some regard there are people in the museum community or scientific community, whatever, that uh, feel um, you know it's a great artistic value to have them on public exhibition and display, it would be totally inappropriate in, in our context, in, in our culture. And that's one of the big reasons as to why we requested that um, they be kept out of publication. In this regard, the National History Museum has been very respectful of our wishes and they've carried everyone out without question. How important is it for you that these remains are coming back to the Torres Strait Islands? Uh, These museums demonstrating uh, reconciliation of past actions. And practical reconciliation is important. Doing the things that they talk about. And practical reconciliation is what the NHM is doing. And that actually sets a foundation for all the other institutions, uh, museums, uh, medical institutions that holds all indigenous remains uh, throughout the world. And we know that in other countries, you know, it will be a challenge for our same communities and also for the government, uh, the Australian government, that, you know, hold great assistance to assist communities to return indigenous human remains, in particular to Australia. And I think the reconciliation banner is flying, and it's flying high. And for all past injustices past actions, as I said, we're actually doing the practical reconciliation. And the NHM have demonstrated that and laid that foundation. When we first um, went out to speak to um, people about, you know, what were, I guess, some of the possibilities as part of going down the repatriation process, the elders, a number of them said, look, we first heard of the remains of Torres Strait Islanders um, that were taken some time ago in the 70s. For that long, it's been a subject of discussion. We always said that this is a business that we will one day need to resolve. You're obliged that when someone passes on to put them to rest, you know, in a manner befitting a Torres Strait Islander, basically that's the work that people like Siri and myself find ourselves in. And so... Basically, it's extremely significant, very important. We have these very opulent type, I guess, grave sites. Most are in people's yards because we maintain a strong connection with our dead. There's certain processes um, that happen within a member of the family or community's life 
and one very special is one is when they pass on, we do certain things. As a number of the elders said, the spirits of our forebears or ancestors are basically wandering lost in a foreign land and need to be brought on. And there is a place in the Torah Strait that we collectively believe when someone is rightfully laid to rest, that's where their spirit goes. And basically we're just trying to finish the work that we can do in our time and hopefully it will happen in our lifetime. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.